Optimal health for high performers. This is the Health Upgrade Podcast with Dr. Nawaz Habib. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Habib and welcome to a 10-minute upgrade session on how to upgrade your vagus nerve. Now, many of you may not know what the vagus nerve is. I've actually researched it and done a lot of my own work to figure out what it is to the point where I actually wrote a book on this exact topic on how to activate your vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve really is the key to upgraded health. It really truly is an overlooked piece of our health puzzle in helping to create the exact right type of balance that we need within our body allowing us to get to a position, get to a place in our health where we're able to shift from a stressed state to a non-stressed state, to a rest, digest, and recovery state. So that's what we're going to talk about today, the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve. It is one of the 10 nerves that begins in the brainstem, goes to parts of the head the cranium itself and actually this is the only one of those 12 cranial nerves that leaves the head cavity it actually is the only one to go through the neck and actually go to other organs as well this is where it becomes really important the importance of the vagus nerve is illustrated by the fact that it courses through a sheath in our neck called our carotid sheath and that is actually right in line with the carotid artery and the jugular vein. Those are the blood vessels that actually bring blood from the heart to the brain. So it just goes to show you how important that nerve truly is, that it needs to be actually traveling alongside those two most important blood vessels when it comes to our brain health and to our overall ability to get oxygen and uh, oxygen to our brain and carbon dioxide and other toxins from our brain. In its structure, it then continues to pass through into the thorax, into the chest area, and it actually sends branches to so many different organs once it reaches this area. It's quite vague in how it sends its information to all these places, hence it's called the vagus nerve. It's called the wanderer because it goes to so many different organs. Once it's in the thorax, it goes to the heart, it sends a branch to the lungs, it'll actually then course right down through the diaphragm and into the abdomen. In the abdomen, it's going to send branches to the stomach, the small intestine, the large intestine, the spleen, the kidneys, liver, pancreas, gallbladder, essentially you name it, every single organ in our abdomen, every single organ in our thorax will have a branch from the vagus nerve. Seems pretty redundant to have a nerve that goes everywhere. But really, it's a great way to tell the brain what's going on in those places. What the vagus nerve does is it actually sends a lot of information from our organs to our brain. It sends that information up as more of a thermostat to check and say, hey, this is what's going on in the rest of these bodily organs. This is what's going on with the microbiome and your bacterial balance in your gut, sending information up to the brain saying, hey, there's something going wrong or there's something working correctly here. We need to make sure that that information gets to the right place. And so about 80 to 85% of the information on the vagus nerve is actually coming from those organs telling the brain what's going on. We then have about 15% of that information coming down 
from the brain to those organs to then tell them whether they should be turned on or turned off. And this is based on what state we are in, our physiological state. Are we in a state of stress, fight, or flight? Are we trying to react to negative things that are happening around us, challenges that require our immediate attention? Or are we in a calm, rest, digest state? Where can we actually send that blood flow? Are we now able to focus on digestion and focus on reproduction and focus on the improving the actual function of the things that are going on inside our bodies? That's where 15% of the information is going to go and tell those organs, yes, you can turn on when we're in a rest and digest state. We're going to say, yeah, liver, go for it. Let's start cleaning out what's coming in through the portal vein. Let's go to the spleen and start filtering out the blood. Let's go to the intestines and say, yeah, let's pump that food along and let's digest and absorb the nutrients that we then need. When we're in a stress state, it's actually going to shut off all of those organs. And that's really important because true health, as we know, begins in the gut. And we need to absolutely take control of that function. And if we are under a chronic state of stress, we're turning off that vagus nerve, we're turning off that 15% of information to the gut, to the liver, to all of those other organs. This is really, really important because if we're not sending blood flow and we're not sending information to those organs, they're not going to be able to function correctly. And so under states of chronic stress, we actually can get into a situation where more problems occur and we actually go into a more negative state of health and actually have more challenges coming up because we're not in that positive state. The other two spaces where information can be passed uh, from the brain to the vagus nerve or from the vagus nerve to the brain are in what we normally think of what nerves truly do. About 3-4% to of the information on the vagus nerve is actually transmitted from the brain to the muscles of the airways, the larynx and the pharynx, the muscles in and around our airways and our upper gut. This is really important because this is where we're going to absorb our, um, or this is where we're going to start taking in air. This is where we're going to start to chew our food and make sure that these muscles of our airways are open. So oftentimes we'll find when these things are dysfunctional that people are not breathing correctly. They tend to be very shallow breathers. They tend to be breathing with their mouth. In fact, we should be breathing far more with our nose. This is our breathing hole. We should be breathing through our nose and chewing and eating with our mouth. Our mouth is there as a backup breathing tool if something happens with the nose. So it's really important that we keep those muscles and that airway open, patent, doing the job that it needs to do. And so training those muscles and training that information to pass through the vagus nerve is very important to overall health. The last place is information from skin of the ear. This is really cool. We can actually use this in therapy for the vagus nerve to help support it. And we can use all of these tools that we've already discussed as therapeutic approaches to upgrade or activate the vagus nerve. About 1-2% to of the information that goes through the vagus nerve is sensory information from the skin of the ear. So just by touching this area of your ear on the inside part of your ear here, on the skin, we're actually sending information through the vagus nerve. And this can be a really great tool like I said, in regards to therapy, in regards to supporting the approaches of, of health in the vagus nerve. So overall now, we've got four different functions. About 85% of that information, 80 to 85% of the information on the vagus nerve is coming from the organs in the gut, the abdomen, the thorax, and up to the brain. 
about 15% of the information on the vagus nerve is going from the brain to those organs, telling them what state to be in and what that function should be. About 3 to 4% is from the brain to the muscles of the larynx and pharynx around the throat, the neck. And that last 1 or 2% from the skin of the ear back up to the brain. And so knowing this and being completely aware of this, we can now actually choose the exact right ways to activate our vagus nerve based on where it's innervated, based on where those nerves are going to send information to. The number one best way to activate your vagus nerve and to shift your state from sympathetic fight or flight into parasympathetic rest, digest, vagus activated recovery is with deep breathing exercises. I highly, highly recommend that everybody take a moment anytime you start to feel a little bit stressed and do some deep breathing exercises. Too many of us breathe incorrectly. We actually use our accessory breathing muscles. When we're asked to take a deep breath in, we go and we use our shoulder muscles and our upper traps and we tend to be really, really tight in those muscles already because our posture is not great. Now, if we go and we add in the fact that we're breathing with these accessory breathing muscles and not using our diaphragm as we should be, we're then training ourselves to be in a state of sympathetic fight or flight. So what we need to do is make sure that we're breathing correctly, that we train to put one hand on our chest, make sure that we're taking a deep breath in, and one hand on our belly, and make sure that our hand that's on our belly is the one that's moving when we take those deep breaths in through our nose. And that our belly is expanding as we're breathing in. That's really important. The next best thing for us to do is to actually train that breathing pattern. And to do that, we have to put ourselves into a little bit of a stressed state. And that can involve putting us into extremes of temperature, such as cold. And a cold shower is a really easy way, a really controllable way to make sure that we are stressing our bodies and learning to train our breath under that strain. So the strain of a cold environment of dipping yourself into an ice bath or jumping into a cold lake, that immediate reaction is to take that shallow breath in and hold the shoulders. What we need to do eventually is to release that and to train our diaphragm, train ourselves to get into that calm state, even under stressful circumstances. So cold showers are a wonderful way or cold exposure is a wonderful way to train that because you can control that temperature. And if it's too much, you can always stop. The last one, which is really interesting and quite important, is sunlight exposure. When we expose ourselves to sunlight, we expose ourselves to a vitamin D activating energy that allows our body to really turn on and to shift into a positive state. If you ever notice that you tend to feel a lot better when you go on vacation, if you're sitting there in the sun, you're calm, you're relaxed, the sunlight itself actually improves that. And to prove that it's not just the vacation that does this, even when you're at home during the summertime, when the weather is not cold and stormy, when you're outside in that sunlight, you tend to feel better, your body recovers better, and you get to activate that vitamin D. And that's going to have a very positive effect on the immune system and the inflammation balance that starts in the gut, and that sends direct information to the vagus nerve, telling us that we're in a great positive state. If you want to learn more about the vagus nerve, continue to listen to this podcast, continue to watch these videos, and I highly recommend checking out my book, The Vagus Nerve Book, or go to www.vagusnervebook.com and check out my book, Activate Your Vagus Nerve. 
And if you want to learn more about us and what we do, you can go to healthupgraded.com. I hope you enjoyed this 10-minute upgrade. Take it easy, and we'll see you on the next one.